What's going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Man, a lot of games came on this past weekend. You know, the first game of the series that everybody was tuning in to was the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Did you see this? Did you see the Brooklyn Nets walking out of Philly with a win? Honestly, truthfully. Mm, uh, I thought they would win game three. I didn't think they would win game one, not at all. But they came through, this, they did it. They did their thing. <laughs> I didn't see this coming at all as well, because I'm looking at the factors, how Joel Embiid, uh, the Jimmy Butlers, and maybe J.J. Reddick and Tobias Harris. The last two names I mentioned, Tobias Harris and J.J. Reddick, they wasn't nowhere to be found. <laughs> I mean, nowhere to be found. The reason I'm saying that because we know what J.J. Reddick do. He's a three-point arsonist. The whole thing with Brooklyn was doing, they was chasing him off the three-point line. And they say, you know what? We're not going to let Joel Embiid beat us up. So, I thought Wisney had a good, a good, a good coaching strategy. Jared Allen had three fouls, like three early fouls in the first quarter. He st- stuck him in there. But the person I want to get kudos to, it's not D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is playing, playing stellar this year. Okay, I'm on Ed Davis off the bench with 12 points and 16 rebounds, followed by. Chris LeVert with 23 points. Remember, just last year, this guy played. This guy didn't play. He played the basketball game where he had a, a broken ankle. Right. They so, thought he would be out, you know, for longer. It looked, it looked very right. similar to that Nurkic injury, actually, but he only did, what, like, half the season, so. Right. You know, it almost I could put on the same injury too as Gordon Hayward too. So you're looking at the guys right. who broke who broke them ankles like that. You know, Gordon Hayward just not really getting his rhythm back all the way. But I'm looking at Crystal. Put a nugget out there for you. You know, I gotta come with the nugget. That's the cousin of Gerald Levert, the late Gerald Levert. So, sure. <laughs> you know, Chris Levert first game in the playoffs, 23 points in 23 minutes. That is huge. I can right. tell him the whole the whole thing about him was perseverance, overcoming a defeated injury like that. But to, to play his first playoff game and score twenty three points, like he's been there before. The right, person he was unbothered. <laughs> very unbothered. The, per, the person I was very disappointed in, like I keep telling everybody, Ben Simmons. What does he give you in the playoffs? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Now when the defensive game plans change and they're like, yeah, we've seen you all year. You can't right. shoot. We're going to do you to shoot. We're going to do you to shoot. Listen to this. He had nine points. Everybody keeps saying, Dante, hey, people are like, why do you keep comparing him to Michael Carter-Williams? Look what Michael Carter-Williams did in the Nando Magic. He had ten points. He didn't do nothing spectacular. <laughs> he hit one three. He had one more three to, to Ben Simmons. They're the same player, people. I'm, please, I'll keep trying to tell you that. Ben Simmons is a 6'10 point guard. Who can't shoot? Who can't shoot? Right. Marcus Carter Williams is a, a six eight point guard who, who can't shoot. 
So just different names. Just different names. Same type of player. Why? Because because Ben Simmons can get to the hole at will. Yeah, in the playoffs, that strategy is out the window. Point blank, period. All right, unless yeah. you're honest. Unless you're honest. Unless you may be able to get away with it. <laughs> Jimmy Butler did his thing. He had right. 36 points, 9 rebounds. But the key factor with the Brooklyn Nets did, they played small ball. They made Joel and B come out there and attack them on defense. And he couldn't do nothing because the footwork's not there. All of a sudden, his back is, is hurting all of a sudden. You know, everybody keeps saying injuries, you know. Around this part of the season, y'all play the 82-game season. Everybody's hurt. Sure. So you just got to chalk it up, swallow your pride, and go play ball. So, but he still plays, so I give him that. But yeah, he, that, he did still play, but. <laughs> he didn't give him anything, you know. So he didn't give him what they need from Joel. He got, they got a little bit, but not the whole package. Right. They got half of the process. Right. <laughs> they got half of the process. The process was still downloading. <laughs> and the, I'm going to give praises to their coaching staff. Maybe they'll go play small ball. Believe in Jared Allen when he picked up three fouls and he played through some adversity, which was key for, for Brooklyn Nets' first time in the playoffs. That was key for a young team like that. So, to, to win game one on the, on the road in a hostile environment, that means the second has to come out. This is If they lose game two, this, is, this might be it because Brooklyn will go home with all the momentum. Right. If they win, if they win one game, say they win. Let's say Brooklyn win game two, then go home and win game three. You look at a possible sweep that you that nobody's that's not talking about. Then the Brooklyn Nets, if they win, if they get the first round, and they beat a team like that without they don't have a real superstar, they have an up and coming superstar. People are still sleeping on the Spencer Dinwiddie. Right, he came had, through he, off the bench. He came through off the bench huge. So right. if you if, if they can win, get out the first round, maybe that could be that tractable market for maybe two superstar guys to come there and fill the rest of the voice for a young Brooklyn Nets team. This team has all the, all the intangibles to be great. Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't even need two. I think they probably just need, like, one superstar with their current roster, and they'd be, they'd be, good. They'd be good. Right. Because I'm looking at Ben Simmons. I'm, I like talking about Ben Simmons because, you know, everybody trying to say he's the next best thing. Guy went one for five in the free throw line. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is he not making jump shots, he's not making the free throws. Free three throws. Right. Anything with shooting. <laughs> right. So, like what the Brooklyn Nets did, Claude Langa made the, made, turn the 76ers into something they didn't want to see. Rush, you, you kept Tobias Harris from coming in the lane. You, you, you chase uh, my guy off the three-point line, J.J. Reddick. Chased him, but couldn't go nowhere. Lando Magics, the Toronto Raptors. Did you see this? Did you see this L coming for the Toronto Raptors? This is one uh, supposed to be one of the favorites, and to come off the Eastern Conference. So I didn't see Brooklyn over Sixers, but I thought Brooklyn would, you know, make it close. Like it was, it was possible, but I didn't see it coming. Orlando Magic, I didn't see them winning a quarter in the series, <laughs> let alone a game. So to, for them to come out. And take advantage of no show Kyle Lowry once again in the playoffs. Ooh, ooh. 
I mean, I guess he was decompressing his game too. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. That's what I like to do. He had, this is what I call the donut guy. Why do you call him a donut guy? This guy played 32 minutes with zero points. And the reason I'm calling him a donut guy because there was nothing sweet about that game last night to have a donut. <laughs> he, he was a plain donut. And don't tell me people like plain donuts. It wasn't no glaze. He ain't put no sprinkles on it. This dude was a donut guy. Like, 32 minutes. This is what Kyle Lowry do. The, ba- the Toronto Raptors are looking like baby dinosaurs again. It's all because of him. Every year, every year throughout the regular season, he's great. He's First game of the playoffs, he's got turned. It's like the Cinderella story. He turned back into the public. It's like, oh, playoffs here. Back to who I really am. Right. Do you feel like Toronto got rid of the wrong guy? Do you think they should get rid of him instead of DeMar DeRozan? As in him, I'm talking about Kyle Lowry. I mean, it's looking like that now. I mean, because... DeMar DeRozan, he at least showed up in his playoff game. Who another upset? Yeah. Well, you know, we he predicted that one, but he at least showed up. He gave him some. Whereas this guy, top season after season after season. I mean, he just—I don't know what it is. This got to be something mentally shackling him from you know performing. Uh huh. Because if you have DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard, Toronto win that game. They probably uh-huh. walk away when they game. Right. And and the reason I'm saying that they lose like that, because I thought this team would put so much energy into this game and win the game. And the whole thing nobody's not talking about this Toronto Raptors team, they was getting beat on the glass for a lot of the second chance rebounds too. It was giving the giving them the magics some hope and some identity. And you, and you gotta realize Nikola Vukovic didn't put his best foot forward. He had the best of the game. He got him enough to win. You still got you still got other guys to step up to give you some type of some type of leeway. You know, I'm looking at people like a Jonathan Isaac, a long defender out of Florida State, who gave you 11 points and eight rebounds in his first playoff start. I'm looking at DJ Augustine, the must travel landlord in the game. He's a new landlord. He plays for pretty much a lot of teams around this league. He gave you 25 points and it was right. persist. And he had to go ahead three pointer at the end. And also, he like shot he was four the from best five from three-point line. He was the best player on the floor. That, that, that right. night. Then you're looking at Evan Fournier, who gave you 16. So you're looking at other guys who stepped up. You know, you know, when you look at playoff basketball, everybody looking for guys that scored the 30s and 40 points. It's not about that. It's all about that team camaraderie and, and, and showing that we can pick everybody up when, t- when, it's needed, when it's needed. So as you're looking at Kawhi Leonard, who had 25 points and six rebounds, you had Siakam had 24-9, and nine, but Kyle Lowry, the big donut? Hey, Kyle Lowry, can you, see, can you imagine Kyle Lowry going to Bruges Bagel or Einstein <laughs> Bagel and like, hey, can I get a, a plain bagel with nothing on it? That's what he gave you. That's what he, that's what he gave you. That's just a big plain bagel with nothing a on it. A big plain bagel with no, no cream cheese. He's from Philadelphia, so he don't get no cream cheese. He don't get none of that. Just a plain bagel out the oven. Just sitting there. That's the that's the oven that, that's the bagel that sit in the in the lunch room that nobody don't want because everybody already ate the other thirty bagels. We want this? No, we gonna store this one. This is trash. That's what he playing like hot garbage. I mean, Nick Nurse gonna have to uh, he gonna have to put he gonna have to start Van Fleet sending message like, hey, we can't have any more of these donut games. Van Look, Fleet, you gonna have to start this game for us. So you know the key the key factor of the game when I, I jotted down. The Lando Magic shot 90% from the free throw line. Toronto shot 64%. You lose games like that. Leave my points on the board. Uh, right. Three-point percentage. Toronto was 33%. That was awful. 
the the Magic shot forty eight percent from the three point line. Those are keys to victories right there. Keys are victories. Right. Orlando, this time, I believe Orlando Magic. That was a great win in Jurassic Park. But I'm just letting you know you're gonna get a gentleman sweep. Toronto is gonna come back because I feel like Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Gasol didn't communicate down the well down the stretch well in the last like eight seconds left to go in that fourth quarter for DJ Augustine to pull up a three. So right. kudos to Randall Magic, their first playoff win in twelve years, much needed. And you know, you look at some of the teams that made the playoffs with with not that much help, which is also key factors. So I'm looking at where he is the law you got the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors and what they did. This game was chippy. I mean, yeah, it was entertaining too. It was a good game. I'm looking at probably a six two, six one. Pat Beverly on a six ten or a six eleven. Kevin Durant. He got KD frustrated, boy. <laughs> he had him all out of sorts. When you when, when you watch the Golden State Warriors, do you feel as they get the most? beneficial calls around the league. I mean, when it comes to uh, technical and flagrant fouls, yes, I think they they are very lenient against them. Even though they got basically four superstars, they don't even want to throw n- none of them out. Like they 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 could have teed up KD early in that game, but they waited till the fourth quarter to throw them out. Like, after right. the game had been, you know, pretty much decided. Like, they don't want to get the other team any leeway leeway at all when it comes to that. Draymond Green is in a red face every other play. Oh, yeah. Every, no technical fouls. No technical foul. He cursed everybody out. God knows what words is flying around there. <laughs> As Fred McCall was in the calendar, I was like, he has no respect for human life. <laughs> the, way, the way you talk to your referees. Because I feel like the Golden State Warriors, they like the pretty boys in the league. They get away with anything. If you're looking at, I'm looking at Lou Williams, what he did to step to step up to give you 25 points and nine assists off the bench. It's a couple oh. of plays where I feel like he got fouled going to the going to the hole. They didn't call it. Golden State come down. If you just if you I think if you just breathe on them wrong, you get called for a foul. That's, that's, that's gonna be a problem, right? It's gonna be a problem. I mean, what can you do? I thought, even though the Clippers, even though the Clippers lost by seventeen points, I still thought this was a great performance by the Clippers. The, the sad part is the starters didn't show up. But you look at the bench players: Blue Wings with twenty-five points, right? Montrezl Harrell gave you twenty-six off the bench. Right, Draymond, he had eighteen at halftime. He had eighteen at <laughs> half. Draymond and them didn't want Montrez. Period. Right. Boogie didn't want none of that. And Boogie had nine points and nine rebounds until he fouled out. KD got thrown out. You're looking at where is Pat Bev got thrown out. Pat, that's his whole M.O. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. That's what he's there for. <laughs> to get under your skin. Right. That's what he's there for. If he's not getting under your skin, I feel like he's not doing your job. He already know. He already told his team, like, hey, look, we're not, the, we're not the favorites. We got to come in and play with chickiness. We got to get our best foot forward. So when you break it down, Steph Curry, when you look at it, do you feel as though Steph Curry might be the most underrated player in the NBA, just at his standpoint? I mean, you know he's a superstar, but he doesn't get that much respect. Like other players, like your, like your LeBron, Kyrie's, 
I think he, I think he may be uh, properly rated, but I think he get he's like unfairly disliked. Like right. just people just don't like Steph Curry. <laughs> I'm not even sure why. That's probably the reason. Like don't even know why. Just don't like him. <laughs> he got that. He's a baby. He got that baby face. He's a killer. Right. He's a low key killer, and people don't respect that about him. Right. I think uh, above him was probably somebody like Danny Miller. Like he's probably not underrated. He's probably underrated. Not under. He's probably right. improperly underrated. Like he don't get it enough credit uh, as in comparison <laughs> to somebody like Steph Curry. Right. But just he's phenomenal, man. I just sit back and just watch how he plays. And, you know, he's almost like James Hardis. Where can I they make they debate you into the files? Right, but his whole game ain't predicated on it though. Like you can, you can tell he like pick and choose when he gonna do that. Otherwise, he just he out there looking for the open shot or the right play. How about him passing to Ray Allen? Most three pointers taken in the NBA game, not an NBA game, but in the NBA playoff situation to give you what in ninety one games? Do already hit like three hundred some threes? Like 386, 386 or something like that. Something. I think uh, Ray was 385. He's 386. And what's crazy about I, I don't know if you've uh, seen the blurb. So they put up, when he breaks the record, they put up him in front of Ray Allen. But then they put LeBron up there. And I'm just, I was so confused. Yeah. Like, why is they including LeBron in this stat? Like, he's nowhere near neither one of them. <laughs> like, right. I think maybe that was like a, a subtle shot at LeBron. Uh, on the, by the broadcast team, like we know LeBron don't shoot threes. Like, of course, right. Steph Curry has made twice as many threes he has in in, mm-hmm. in half as many games. <laughs> so, like, why even include him? Like, I can see putting Ray Allen up there, but maybe put like Reggie Miller, like one, two, three. But you, you know, LeBron James passed up Reggie Miller too for most three pointers taken and many most three pointers made in NBA history. So you, it was kind of weird to see LeBron James name up there. Yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. It just <laughs> don't you know how good LeBron James really is? He is really one of the greatest players that's still playing. I mean, the, the sad thing is that he's not in the playoffs. The good thing is he get to rest and he play eight straight seasons straight to playoffs, NBA Finals. He get that well deserving break. All right, he's he is in full. Vacation mode. I don't know if you've seen any of the, the videos on Twitter. You see the videos? Life. Right. <laughs> Wade Cat Brown. That's what I call him in the summertime. Wade Cat Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at where we're talking about the Clippers losing. The bench, the bench showed up, but KD was 23, so he got ejected. Draymond Green was 17, 7, 7. You know, Draymond Green's to the factor out there. Clay with 12. Like I said, Boogie had 99. Steph Curry with 38. 15 and 7 assists. 15 rebounds. Underrated player. Underrated player. He grabbed rebounds. He grabbed, he be on the board. That's one thing I'm going to say about Steph. He probably averaged about what? Probably about five and a half rebounds. That's a lot of rebounds for a point guard. And then he's still putting up 30 some points. That means he's not scared to get dirty. You got the Spurs and Denver Nuggets. I thought the Spurs might be in trouble. <laughs> The Spurs might be in trouble, Mark. I don't know. I, I predicted they was going. They took game one. 
you did say that, but the Spurs won, one on one ninety six. I'm looking at where you can look at Nikolai Jokic. The Joker still didn't play his best game, but he still had a triple double: ten points, fourteen rebounds, and fourteen assists. Man, Paul Millsap with twelve, Gary Harris with twenty, Jamal Murray with seventeen, Willie Bourne with fifteen and ten. Paul Millsap also got the dunk face. <laughs> Derek White. Derek I'm White. Like, I'm like I heard of Derek White before, but not really. <laughs> right. You heard of him now? Bang right. the dash package. <laughs> you know he has sixteen and five. See, Popovich had these guys you've never heard of. He grew them in the, D, in, the, in the G League, D League, whatever. And he turned these guys into straight professionals. Guys that can make an impact and put their stamp on the game. And look at Brian Forbes, who was, was a player at Cleveland State University until he transferred, I believe, to Michigan State. He was a, so you look at him, he gave you 15. LaMarcus Aldridge didn't play his best game. This is what LaMarcus Aldridge does in the playoffs. 15 points. Eight rebounds. He gonna follow this next game too, with probably with twenty five and twelve. That's how he operates. Demar Derozan. Right. I thought he played a solid game. Eighteen points, twelve rebounds, and six assists. Those are good stats. And the one thing I like about him, he was efficient and, and the positive factor. So you know, if he's playing for Toronto, he would be negative. He go cold. Popovich has a great game plan set for the Spurs. Spurs took that game one, one on one ninety six. The key factors from that was the Denver Nuggets shot an awful twenty one percent. The three-point line, the Spurs finished 46%, which is better. Uh, free throw percentage, the Spurs won that at 70% to the Denver Nuggets, 66 So, Denver got a lot of work to clean up. I think the next game, too, I think we're going to see more Nikolai Jokic. I, I like how Willie Barton did get established in the game to give you 15 points and 10 rebounds. That was that was key to have him back. But yesterday's game, huh, before we get to some more playoff games, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, I was, I was waiting for you to drop your life. Ooh. Tiger Woods. People don't realize how great Tiger Woods is. Tiger Woods won his first real major tournament in 11 years. Do you remember the iconic commercial, I am Tiger Woods, I am Tiger Woods, I am Tiger Woods? Man, he had crowds following him. You know, I'm at home watching this before I went to work. Tiger Woods. Francisco and Kappa was, was always either plus two I mean, not plus two, minus two ahead of Tiger. There's always, every time Tiger comes in with the one, they go back up minus 13. Tiger go minus 12. When he go, when he, when, when Kepler, Francisco, they go up to the minus 13, Tiger drop back down to 11, minus 11. I said, you know what? So Tiger will go cash them. The one thing these young guys didn't realize, they never really play on that course like Tiger did at the most difficult time it's been as the storm was heading that way in Augusta, Georgia, which is right. only two and a half hours away from me. Um, like nice. the one part when Tiger got to the, got to the 16th hole, I think he the said, hey, he said, wait, when? When is coming? When is coming? The other guys hit right to the wind. They balls the sound up. We're going right to the world. Like, boop, boop. I said, yep, that's what they messed up at. Tiger uh, hit that boy right on the green. He hit that ball right on that green. I said, yep. Yeah, and he had that rollback. And he had that rollback. I think, if you're talking about clutch shots, I mean, that was one of the most clutches shots I've seen. Right. Basketball or otherwise in a long time. I mean, it's right up there with Right up there with Kyrie shot uh, to win Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a, st- a notch below Ray Allen's uh, three. You know, the tie the game. But right, it, yeah. the level of difficulty to hit a golf ball, like you said, against the wind, uh-huh. down you know a one or two putt, uh, uh-huh. 
that was crazy. And with all the storyline, you know, the backlog, you know, behind it, you know, he's never, hasn't won a major, like you said, over eleven years. And then, so he never had a comeback. He never had a comeback. That's his first no major comeback. comeback. Uh, and that I just like speaks, how he it's how it's speaks real volume. He had right. a crowd following him. I see. I knew he had a swagger back when he started twirling around one of his um, clubs. I see. Yup, got that three wood. <laughs> He's twirling it. I said, I said, oh, he got that swagger back. I said, y'all messed up, man. Y'all done messed up. And the way he was, he's playing so confident. You could tell he he wanted to hit the one shot for for, uh, for Eagle, and he went over. He's like, I seen a little. I said, dang, I thought he was going to hit that because I was really sell the game right there. He came back, took his time, got the putt in. I said, yep, this is over. Once I knew he, once I knew he got the last hole and the young guys didn't stand a chance because they kept messing up, I said, I told my wife, I said, man, go get that green jacket out the closet for Tiger. Dust it <laughs> off. Get him sized up. Because he with Tiger was about a 42 regular. Get him a 42 regular green vest. We ready to go, man. We're so happy to see him win. We're so happy to see him win on that level because I didn't want to wake up this morning and they would be like, Tiger lost another major event. I think it's time for him to hang it up. Tiger, gonna, probably, 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 I would say if I was him on a smarter role, I probably probably might. I would probably play about three or four tournaments in a season. You ain't got to play all 10 or 12 of them to take some of that twerk and issue off your back. Stay around that one, but t- kudos to Tiger Woods. Like I said, once right. again, I am Tiger Woods. <laughs> Great win. Great win. All right. Um, I'm happy to see him finally get that off his back. Yes. So the other games, the other four games, I don't even want to talk about the Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks. 35-point win. The Bucks is up by more than 43. Giannis didn't even play the fourth quarter. Andre Drummond, what the hell are you thinking? Pushing Giannis out the air. Are you kidding me? Then you're going to try to go help him up? Come on, man. That's, that's just new because y'all was getting y'all butts torched. No Blake. If they had Blake, I think the score would have been the same thing because Blake don't give you nothing. Totally dominated. <laughs> From beginning to end. Because Mortal Kombat would say, finish them. This, they can't swept. This might be annihilation. Right. Like Flawless said, victory. Chris, this was, this was a false victory. Jonas had 24 points and 17 rebounds. Only three only three points of basketball. Just imagine he played the fourth quarter. Talk about he probably had 50. Easily. Because he was getting to the hole at wheel. Right. Looking at Chris Milton, 15 to 5. George Hill was 16 points. I got another got another donut guy. Right. Ursula Soviet, 22 minutes with zero points. He played defense, but you still even though they won, he could, he actually get a little leeway, but he still played twenty two minutes. He should have gave me four points, uh, at least. At least it was sad because in, in the starting lineup for the Detroit Pistons, only two people was in double figures: Drummond and Reggie Jackson. Twelve points uh-huh. and five assists for um, Jackson. Drummond with twelve and twelve. You're looking at Lou Kennard from Franklin, yeah, Ohio. He gave you twenty one points off the bench. The He's bench. the only one out there playing. He's the only one out there balling. That means Detroit, you got a lot of hoes. Dwayne Casey, man, 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 oh, man. You got you made it to the playoffs just to get swept. That's real. Like, guys, about to, I ain't going to say swept. Get the swifter, squeeze it, make a little water come on the floor, and, and get them <laughs> off the floor. Get them out of here. That's enough of that game. OKC in Portland. I think OKC might be in trouble. Paul George, he hasn't shot the basketball within five days since that last game of the season against the Houston Rockets. That shoulder is hurting that bad. Uh, anytime Russell Westbrook gave you a triple-double in, in game ones, NBA playoffs, pretty much that, that turns into a losing effort. A healthy Paul George will be will be key, but right now, OKC might be playing one superstar short because nobody else will not give you nothing. Raymond Felton played 12 minutes and put up the big donut. 
um, Stephen Owls gave you 17-9. But, man, what you guys say about the Portland effort? I mean, uh, another guy from Northeast Ohio, C.J. McCullen. Right. He, came, he came through big for them. I don't think they were... I don't think they were expecting uh, CJ, you know, to get off to as hot a start as he did. I know everybody know what they're gonna do, but CJ came out early, you know, and let them know like, yeah, y'all made game plan for Dane, but y'all really, really, really better watch out for me because he he was like, uh, I think he was perfect from the field at one point, and OKC didn't really have an answer for him. I think they uh, really focused too much on trying to shut down Dane, even though they didn't. <laughs> and they didn't go they did. to their advantage at, down in the paint. Speaking of which, you know, their former player, Ennis Cantor, he really, he's another guy that changed the game. I mean, he had 20 and 18. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yes. And he had so a he nice really one so he kept the game. True. He showed it. <laughs> and, there was a, and I thought that was a great pickup for Portland because Portland knew they needed a big. I thought he was the best big out there. He was affordable. Wasn't too pricey. Because with the injury of uh, Nursich, Yusuf Nurkic, you, you, you got another big who could probably do a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Road, pick out, pick and roll. He can step out here, the mid-range shot. He plays yeah. under the paint. He makes right, he's he's the come out the paint. He's more, he's, he's more of a, his, yeah, he's, like you said, more physical. He brings that physicality to the game. Porter did great. CJ CJ McCullough, like you said, twenty four points. But the key factor is about this: the OKC shot fifteen percent from the three point line. That's definitely not good. And and Portland shot forty four. They won the game one hundred four ninety nine. OKC might be in trouble, folks. This may go seven. May go seven. I go seven. Pacers and Celtics. What you got to say about this? So the the Celtics flipped the switch. Especially in that second half, I mean, they were defensively, like, mauling the Pacers. You know, it seemed like something finally went off in their head, like, oh, they ain't got Victor Oladipo. These guys can't, they ain't going to score a basket. I think they scored eight points. In the third like quarter, it. y'all. In the third it. quarter, and midway through the fourth quarter, they had, like, ten, like, in the yes. whole half. Yes, because so, Wesley Matthews started out hot. I thought they had a chance. He started out super <laughs> hot. Hey, this Wes Matthews from da- Dallas days or right. Portland days. I'm looking, oh, I'm going to see more bow and arrow action when he was shooting that ball. But Kyrie Irving turned up, Tatum turned up, but the key person when they won this is Marcus Morris. He gave you 20 and 7. He had a lot of big-time shots. Uh, I was, the one thing I'm going to still knock the bosses up this for, Al Horford, please go out that three-point line. They don't need to. Right, you don't need to be out there. Right, you don't need to be out there, especially against this team. You don't, we don't. They don't need that from him. Gordon Hayward, coming alive, coming alive to give you. I thought he plays obsessional as well. So that's another player to look out for. Brad Stevens, keep doing what you're doing. This may be an easy four sweeper for you too as well. Um, like I said, key points of the game: the Patriots shot 57 percent from the free throw line. That was, that spelled disaster. Uh, the Celtics was 81 percent. Another team. Teams are shooting awful so far this in the playoffs. Twenty two percent for the Pacers. What the uh the Celtics is too hot, but thirty five percent, I'll take thirty five or twenty two any day. So Pacers got Pacers took the L, Celtics like they're doing something. The one thing I didn't like what they did on the Celtics uh T V station. They had Kyrie Statline up there and under the stat line it said didn't need help won the game out of LeBron James. It's like they always trying to bat style LeBron James, but right. LeBron James is taking note. 
He will be ready next year. Just like I said, you can mark me down the books. The Lakers will hoist the NBA championship trophy, a.k.a. Okay, the Larry O'Brien trophy. LeBron James probably will walk away with that Bill Walker, not Bill Walker, but Bill Russell MVP award. Speaking of Bill Walker, where are you at? You need some help. Uh, <laughs> last game before we head out of here, the Utah Jazz and the Houston Rockets. <laughs> that, was a, that was another dominant performance. <laughs> As my little brother was saying, man, these dudes got Molly walked. <laughs> you looking at you see how Ricky Rubio is playing defense on James Harden. He's playing defense, defense. Side. defense. He's playing defense sideways, and James Harden kept going to the well. I'm looking like, dude, what are you doing? They only got smoked by 32, and James Harden. I feel like this James Harden right here. Like you know what? I'm not gonna try to score all the points. I'm gonna pace myself. So I feel like if James Harden starting putting on them 40 and 50-point performances, it's going to catch up with him. Everybody shrinks the floor. I thought he did a good job getting everybody else involved. He's like, one thing about James Harden, they always say about him scoring, one thing, he's an underrated rebounder, and he's an underrated passer. People never give him kudos on that. He always will give you at least seven assists and about eight rebounds. And I love that about James Harden. Just not to let you know he can give you 30. He, I can still grab rebounds. I can still get assists. And he started away with play kind of a little bit of defense, too. People are not um, respecting him right. for that. Right. He, he's quick with the hands, so if you're going to be uh, careless with the ball around James Harden, he will strong-arm that ball from him. I, I think, like, he, like you said, he, people are not giving – you know, they were so focused on it, you know, his early days in Houston about him not playing defense. So now that he is, no one is really saying anything about that. But that's because his offensive production is kind of overshadowing it. But he does play defense now, too. All right. So before I wrap this up, do charge that. Yes. Yeah. Before I wrap this up, Marcus, you're looking at Rudy Gobert gave you 22 and 12. That's what you're going to do. Darren Fred is another person disappointing to give you 13 and 6. He's got to add more than that. Donovan Mitchell, they kept him out the paint, kept him doing Donovan Mitchell things. Like I said, Eric Gordon, 17, Clint Capella with 16, the trade was huge. But the one person I'm going to get kudos to, play the game to, would be Kenneth and Reed, the minimal. They were revitalized, and they found this MO and this swagger. I thought it was a huge pickup for those guys. All right. Now they're now they interchangeable with, with the uh, with the running big. Yeah. yeah. So they can switch out. You know, they can put the minimal in, Clint Capella go down. You know, he, he ain't going to miss a beat. Exactly. So I thought that was a great pickup key to this game. Utah Jazz shot 39% from the field. While the Rockets shot 50. Another team that shot, shot poor from the three-point line was them. 25% from the Utah Jazz. And remember, the Houston Rockets only with 36. So that is key right there. CP3, 14-3-7. All this Rockets team got to do is pace themselves. And they got it right there for the cushion and for the winning. What do you think <laughs> before we wrap this up? Yeah, the but. So, game ones typically, you know, really don't tell a series sometimes. But I think this series and the um, and the Detroit Milwaukee series, I think they, you know, those are dead giveaways. I think that these are gonna be sweeps. I think the other teams are gonna make it competitive, but I don't think they have enough to get over the hump. Um, Houston looks like a team ready for revenge. You know, they they got all their pieces healthy. You know, like you said, they they pacing themselves. You know, if Utah go on a run, you know, they're, they're going to be ready to answer back. But if they don't, you know, they're just going to pace to the wind. They ain't going to outdo it, overdo it. 
you know, right. keep everybody, you know, in good stamina, good, you know, in shape, and not hurt, get hurt. And I think mm-hmm. they're gonna, it's gonna be a sweep. Exactly. Sorry, Spider Mitchell, it's gonna be a sweep. <laughs> All right. With that being said, I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Singer. We out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace. <laughs>